Doom 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 What? That's the theme. That that's the theme, man. That's, I'm aware it is just re- it's just weird not having to do the countdown. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is right. Um, well, let's do it anyway. Uh, all right, so uh, one, two, three, fuck. See, there you go. Works. The system works, guys. The system works. What is going on? Uh, happy uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, I'm going to try to get this motherfucker edited today and get right. it out today like a thug. All right. So uh, happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there in podcast land. I am Pope. I am hanging out with Zachary Gospare Gospare. Hello. And we are, um, the reason we're meeting isn't because of MLK Day. We're meeting because we need to uh, so that people will continue to listen to us and give us their attention dollars and their internet points. Um. <laughs> Hey, you remember back in the day when in the early days of the internets when you said something uh, clever online and somebody would say, "Here's exactly one internet for you. You get, you get awarded internets, and it's all completely arbitrary." Now it's just likes and clicks and fucking. I was gonna say, yeah. Now, and... now it's just awards on Reddit. <laughs> right. It, it's really weird too. I've heard a lot of people being annoyed at people um actually like doing stuff that's intentionally designed them to, to get awards on Reddit, like get the, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, award farming or like click farming. Yeah. I just don't understand why, like maybe I'm just old Zach, but I just don't understand it. I don't understand why it matters. Who cares? Is Reddit paying you for those sick posts? It's a lot of it. It comes down to people's desires and wants to be liked or appreciated by others. And as a result, they will go to extreme means in order to be able to get that um, verification of whatever they're doing um, through another person. It's really funny because um, of all fucking things, Death Stranding actually has like a little bit of commentary on that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, being that I didn't get more than 30 minutes into that game, I'm just going to not smile and nod. Mm. Um, that wasn't really a nod. It was more of a little, what is You doing a, a fucking head wiggle. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt. Um, the, um, yeah, social validation, right? So, like, mm. the thing is, guys, it's funny, too, because I, I think that social validation is stupid, personally. Um, I, like... The the only people I really care about, their, and I'm not saying you should be like me. Be however you want to be, man. It's a free world. All right? It's a free country for now. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, the only people that I care, their opinions of me, like on any real level, is the people that I respect and the people that I love, right? So if Zach says, yo, Devin, that was way the hell out of fucking you know, left field, maybe you should chill out. I respect Zach's opinion. You know, if Braylon says something, I respect that. Tatiana, I respect that. Belmer, I respect. But for the most part, like, some random stranger on the internet, I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, pretty and, much. And that's why I have no social presence. That's why I barely exist <laughs> online, because I'm just like, I'm not, I used to be in this popularity contest and vague book. Hey, you got any friends that like to vague book, Zach? Uh, used to, but most of those people have filtered themselves out of whatever social media is I deal with. Good idea. That's a good idea on their part. 
for those of you who don't know, vague booking is when you go on Facebook or probably now you can do it on TikTok or whatever else. And uh, you basically post something like, well, I guess I don't matter anymore. Right. And the reason is because this is the idea is to prompt people to respond and be like, oh, are you OK? Like, uh, did your husband do something or your wife do this? And it's it's another just a form of social validation, but it's the lowest rung on the social validation ladder, right? Like <laughs> the the highest rung would be, you know, like I don't know, you create something that helps humanity, or you create your you do a piece of media that matters to a lot of people. I think that would be cool. Um, that's like kind of the highest rung, but vague booking is the lowest. It's, it's straight up attention seeking. The other type. Mm-hmm. The other type is posting memes, self, um, the self, uh, not appreciating. Right, right, right. Well, either that or um, the inspirational memes, because like mm-hmm. posting memes in general is whatever. Everybody does it. But um, like the ones that are like, you will get through this and tomorrow will be a brighter day. It's like, OK, yes, you will get through this and tomorrow will be a brighter day. But why does it need to be on my wall again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you were going to say something, Zach. I think I cut you off, buddy. No, it's all good. Uh, so two two things of social validation, which is kind of funny. As to follow up on one of your points, um, one is discovering something or the worst process possibly imaginable, discovering a terrifying or frustrating or annoying illness, disease, or something along those lines, having it named after you. Real fun there. Um, I, I've never understood why people want that named after them, but it is what it is. And to roll into the next subject, Social validation as for doing a creation of something and receiving applause or cheers or something along those lines. Where in which I did a whole bunch of that when we were at MAGFest over the last, like, last, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, shit. Tell us about fucking MAGFest. I want to hear about you being applauded. So, not me being applauded, obviously, but everybody, other people being applauded because there's a bunch of really good musicians. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that mm-hmm. Zachary, Ghost Buddy, Ghost Buddy, Went to MAGFest. I did. The co-host of Beetlecast, mm-hmm. one of the founding members, one of the oldest people in the Beetle cult. Okay? Ongoing fucking absolute home slice of Pope. And fucking an amazing streamer in his own right. You're going to tell me that guy went to MAGFest and didn't get his dick sucked. I hate the, the I I hate the world we live in. I hate the world we live in. That's not somebody. Can somebody please blow this guy? Okay, <sighs> please. I do it myself, but I'm married, and it might make the podcast a little awkward. But <laughs> hey, you guys can't see us because we're on video. We see each other right now, and this dude looks like it looks like. The expression he's making is literally, why am I on this cast? Like, I should be Twitch streaming right now. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so it was pretty good. Uh, it was a lot busier than it was last year, which is not terribly surprising. I think they capped out about like 15,000 people. Um, the performances were great. Uh, there was a bunch of different, like, obviously a lot of it is going to be based around like music and things of the sort, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of hip hop there. There's a lot of particularly nerdcore. Um, Belmar can give, yeah, not him. But... MC Chris wasn't there. I'm wearing an MC no. Chris shirt, guys. 
Um, <laughs> but no, not MC Chris. But there's a bunch of other ones, um, particularly a group called um, the NPC or Nerds of um, Nerdy People of Color Collective, where um, there's a bunch of different artists that both me and Bill Murray listen to. And actually, one of the newest artists that signed that like is working with them is actually an artist that got me back into hip hop when I got tired of listening to commercial dribble. Okay. And, Who's that? Um, his name is Substantial. Um, he used to actually work with, and the reason why I know of him is because he worked with Nujibis, um, who was a Japanese hip hop producer and beat maker who unfortunately died back in the It was like, you know, might've been even earlier than that, but it's been a minute. Um, but him, he worked with Hideout Records, which was um, the record that Digibus was on, and did a bunch of different projects with them. And that was like, I was just like, wait a second, because he announced that he was going to be there. I was like, wait a second, substantial. Like, the, 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 is that a substantial that I listened to? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and actually, during his one of the parts of his set, he actually did. One of the songs that he that he and Ujibis made. So like that was a lot, and I actually ended up meeting and talking to him for a little bit as well. And it was dope. I got to tell him that he got me back into hip hop, and he's just like, "Thank you, appreciated that, I appreciated his music." And there was a lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, the entire NPC collective were fucking great because like it like Shabzilla, Megaran, who Chris has. Slash Belmara has mentioned many a times, and he is a great person. Um, idea, oh my, like the entire collective were just like showing their whole ass performance wise in the best way possible. So, yeah, that was great. And then also, I got to see a person perform on the drums dressed as a Transformer in a full fledged Transformer cosplay, drumming with a, with a vibrator. So, yeah. That was that was a bar. Um, got to talk to the creator of the game Skate Story, where in which you play as a demon made of glass and pain. That um, if you topple over, you'll break and shatter into a million pieces. But you're skating in order to um, not only like destroy a bunch of minions from hell, but also your main goal is to eat the moon. It seriously just sounds like you fucking put a bunch of random words together that had nothing to do with each other <laughs> and called it a it's, video game. It may have sounded like it, but the game is fucking sick. <laughs> I mean, when you're starting with a premise that's just that off the wall, I can imagine it's actually a pretty cool game as long as they got the mechanics down. So, oh yeah, um, like some people will, some layman people will say like it's it's kind of like Tony Hawk meets something else, it meets Res or something like that. It's like, and it's more like skate. It's a little bit more simmy when it comes to the skateboarding, but not to the point of like the new game session, which is a heavy skateboarding sim. But regardless, it's really cool. Dude's really cool. Got to talk to him extensively about the game, about his ideas about the game, how he came up with it, so on and so forth. And um it was it is partially because of, and this is one of the more interesting ways that inspiration kind of happens for people, and I'm sure you can probably relate. He broke his arm off skateboarding and was kind of like hobbled and just kind of like 
This gives me an idea. This sucks, of course, but this gives me an idea. <laughs> and here we are, going to be published by Devolver Digital in the near future. Devolver is amazing. So oh, yes. That's, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I can't attest as a writer. Um, I uh, Like, for example, I'll give you guys an example. About five, six years before you'll have an opportunity to see it actually play it out. Um, the end of Disco Infernal the writing of it, not maybe necessarily the graphics because Richard hasn't done the graphics yet, but the writing of it is inspired by um, actually running up that hill by Kate Bush. Believe it or not, I actually, I heard that. I heard a metal, I I heard a metal version of the song. I like the original. Um, You know, it's a great song, but it was way overplayed when Stranger Things was out. So I'm glad it's calmed down a little bit. But um, yeah, I, um, the uh, I heard a metal version of it on one of my playlists, and uh, I just in my head like uh, just had like the end of Disco Infernal, like it just popped as a whole product, exactly what the end needs to look like. And um, so I have that band and uh, Kate Bush to thank for the ending of Disco Infernal. But you guys will see that, and I think you'll see the inspiration. Although you, um, it's it's really weird with the inspiration because a lot of it's really super direct. Take Stephen King in Misery. Uh, he got hit by a car, and he just kind of extrapolated from there. Yep. What could possibly happen in that situation? Um, but then something like that sounds like really um, abstract. You know what I mean? Like, okay, he hurt himself while skating, so it's like, okay, somebody in the game who gets hurt while skating. But the rest of that stuff is completely abstract. Yeah. And um, I like both. I think it's I think it's great. But that's where that's where you guys that's where your famous. People, that's why you're where your favorite artists get inspiration is from just random stuff that they see, random stuff that they read, um, random stuff they hear, and things that happen to them. So uh, know that about anything. And next time you're listening to Running Up That Hill, think about my comic company, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but um, that's uh, that's cool. But it, it, it goes. That's 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 really cool, and I'm glad that Magfest was awesome. And it sounds like it was really cool next year. As I mentioned previously, next year we're doing it together. So I can't wait. Um, I'm really excited about that. But um, you did not answer the main question. I think that all Beetlecast listeners have regarding your experience at MAGFest. Yeah. And that is, did you get any snuggles with old homie next to you? No. Did you guys double up? What we happened? were in the same bed, but it was like, there's like, yeah, no. Stayed on one side, stayed on the other side. All good. <laughs> no snuggles. So you didn't do no what snuggles. I did. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> All right. I'm well. too highly aware of my surroundings. And also, I like, I sleep not necessarily lightly, but light enough where in which, like, it's the, it's the old somebody's moving into the vicinity. <laughs> one eye open. <laughs> hey. hey, Zach, there's somebody coming up to my door. Give me one second. Next door neighbor ordered DoorDash and they had to uh, figure it out. Uh, All right, because it, it wasn't for me. So, but they they um we don't have the apartments labeled outside. So they every every time somebody delivers something, it's a guessing game. Fair enough. Uh, so okay, so no snuggles. Nope. That's a bummer. Um. <laughs> so do you? Let me ask you this: Do you think that the convention scene is um? You think it's ready to get to pre-COVID levels? Like, you, 
How, I mean, how, how was your impression of everything? Okay, so I'll say that maybe not necessarily pre-COVID levels quite yet. There's still a lot of concern for things. Um, and MacFest is one of the ones that kind of takes the very the more so cautious approach, like vaccination records, everybody's wearing a mask at pretty much all times unless you're eating, and even then, certain areas are best off for eating, um, so on and so forth. But I'll definitely say that it is significantly stronger than it was last year. Um, as a whole, like the biggest thing in order to make sure that people stay healthy, which also did not contract COVID there, um, I think out of the amount of people that were all there, there have been maybe like 24 to 40 cases, basically statistically insignificant um cases of like transmission and they were able to kind of tell where people were at those times so because of the way that they had their tracking um so yeah it's uh they 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 did a pretty good job all things considered of making sure that people did what they were supposed to do and that's even with knowing some of the people who were like making sure that were they were on staff so, yeah, uh, I'll say that it is approaching closer to pre-COVID, like, situations for conventions, but it's still going to be a little rough getting out of the gate for a number of them. And I can kind of see that, like, it's, it's really going to depend on what per and what uh, measures organizations are going to take in order to... Like either keep people safe or just kind of say fuck it because it's already two years past. It's two years past and everybody should have had their shots and everything like that. Or everyone's clear of something along those lines. And or like the closer that is becoming to having just the standard flu. If you have d- taken precautions beforehand. Uh, otherwise, um, like it's not. Some cons are going to be are going to be closer to super spreader events than others. Basically, <laughs> I don't see too many taking the risk in order to go full ham in order to say fuck it. Anybody can come here except for like cons that you probably don't want to be at. But uh, otherwise, should we're getting there? We're getting there. Okay. Um, to tie this back into actually social validation is something occurred to me too. I got a little bit of social validation when they were at MAGFest and that's cause you guys remember they went with a friend, uh, of, of, uh, Zach's or of Chris's and they went with Chris and, uh, Raz and Zach and then probably whoever else was hanging out in their crew. Well, they sent a photo to the Beetle cult discourse discord and uh, everybody that was on the Discord that was in that picture was rocking Beetle Milk gear. Yep. <laughs> um, guys, that is social validation. That that brought me so much joy. Which see. I'll sorry, I'll can I'll finish in. No, um, no, go ahead. That's all I wanted to say. I want which is hilarious because that was the way that one of the other members of the Beetle Cult actually recognized me. Right, you guys ran into uh, you ran into Hannah. You ran yeah. into Tiny Toad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, ran into Tiny Toad. We're in their workplace, and 
I was just like, my mind and my own just kind of like getting the food and stuff like that. Uh, they they had said hey, you said hey at some point, but I just didn't rec- I didn't hear it because like everything was just going on there. Get back out, check my phone. It's like, were you just uh, inside it? Y- yeah. Wait, wait a minute. And I did not like. Bell was in the car. Raz was in the car. The friend was in the car, and I was like. I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> I did not give any explanation. Just like, I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Walk back in, managed to catch up, just like talked to him for a bit, gave, gave him, uh, got, him, got a fist bump and a hug, and uh, kind of went from there. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. It's a small world, because man. I was wearing the <laughs> shit. <laughs> it is a very small world. Um, I've heard reports of Beetle Moat gear being all over the place. Um, it's really weird, too, because when you make stuff and Obviously, with Tatiana going into Devil's Milk, and I'm going into a completely different department. So, um, your boy might be going into a department as well. Just let me know. <laughs> oh well, well, we'll get into that in a second. Um, the uh, one thing I will say is that uh, we hear about it all the time, like spottings. E. And so, because you forget that your stuff goes places, like you send it out and then forget about it, and you forget that people are actually living their lives. And if they like it, they're running around wearing it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a cool thing. Um, I can't talk about my stuff yet. So uh, the do you want to you want to tell us what's up? Uh, so I've kind of been meaning to do it for a while, but not necessarily like I'm still going to do stuff with you a lot because it's given. But I'm also working on some designs for the stream, finally, for merchandise. It's taken for fucking ever because I've been busy doing a whole bunch of other shit. (coughs) I'm being dragged around my work. (coughs) But for once, I finally have some ideas for what I'm going to try and do. And also... um, the uh, Operation Ghost Booty, Hot Pants, Slash, uh, possibly Panties, and or other things might be ha- might be coming sooner than later. Did you Pope, think I was going to forget, bitch? Hope talked about it for years. Hope <laughs> talks about it for years, never makes them. He steps up to the plate and takes care of it. This is it's awesome. It's, it's never the matter that I haven't been intending to do so. It's a matter of trying to figure out, one, who to fucking go through, two, try to figure out who the fuck is not going to charge an arm and a half. Uh, what did you call me? I've been working with you with Tatiana for the moment because you've been busy at work. Okay, I was about to say, you got good friends that are have a whole production pipeline set up. There's oh, no reason you should be worry. struggling. Now, I, I will say that is, if you were a patron, if mm-hmm. this was Patreon, that would be a gold tier thing. I got way too many like people who pop in the Discord for two days, and then they ask me for all my trade secrets. Oh, I'm thoroughly um, aware. But we, but we, I'm sure Tatiana is more than happy to, to point you in the correct direction. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I got, I got some heads up. I got some things. I got a couple of sources that to try and get some shit from. Some items are harder to get than others that I've noticed, which I'm not terribly surprised by. But um, working, working, working my way on there, trying to figure out which way is the best way to go. And uh, not necessarily like working on some of the designs and stuff. And I'm going to probably end up doing like partnering with other people since i have the artistic ability of a slug that has been stepped on by like 15 people um that's with some other people really specific yes <laughs> working with some people in order to be able to get some possible designs going some ideas going some other stuff and because i because of the one positive when it comes to the whole variety streamer thing is the fact that i do not have a singular one particular aesthetic 
So I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Is Tatiana gonna gonna do something for you? I'm gonna talk to her about it at some point. I'm going to have to try and come up with some comp- financial compensation for her foremost. Is, is, is Pope gonna do something for you? Motherfucker, of course. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, you know what the funny thing is with Tatiana is, I, is she's my wife and I live with her. And uh, that means that everybody forgets about me, even though my clothing line did fucking awesome. Like, no, no, like... no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't don't I'm misunderstand kidding. my I mean, it's, that was always, it's, it's always been in the works. It's a matter of trying to figure out what's the best way in order to go about a design that will work in that instance, because uh, I want a little bit of everything. Did you ever oh. see my draft for the Operation Ghost Booty uh, shirt that I did? Uh no. I did a draft for one. I'll, I'll send it to you okay. um, later. But that's really cool, man. Yeah. Um, I actually make sure those hot pants happen because I'm gonna get some for Tatiana. I'm gonna have a rocket. There's gonna uh, be there's gonna be a couple different designs I'm gonna have going for them. But uh, I, I have ideas. I have plans. I have plots, and I'm going to try and execute them. They're probably not gonna land nearly as well as I would like them to. But fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyway. You gotta start. Um, man. That's the only thing is starting. That's the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and I have, and thankfully, I have a Creative Commons version of a font that I want to use for that anyway. So, we're already like three steps ahead at that point. <laughs> is it is it like the military like duffel bag font type thing? It's a particular yeah. one. Um, it's a very particular one. The one that I wanted to use, I tried to find the licensing for it, and while it is possible in order to get it, it's still going to be it'll be like a little shorter right now, but. It is doable, so I'm um, I'm it, depending on how fates go, I might try and get that one, or I'm probably just going to stick with the Creative Commons one that I found. The only le- there's only like one letter that looks a little bit weird, and it's one that I do not have to use inside of the design. So <laughs> hell yeah! So everybody, uh, make sure you go to twitch.tv slash ghostbody and you subscribe, um, and you like and whatever else Twitch social validation is. Uh, make sure you make sure you do it so that you can when Zach launches his um when he launches his clothing line you guys can support. Uh, I for one will be supporting. Uh, I've been bugging him about um you know some of the stuff like this. Uh, we've been talking about merch for ages, years, so, literal yeah. years. <laughs> I'm gl- I'm glad I'm glad to see it come to fruition. I'm I'm very happy. Um, I'm sure the designs will be great, and I'm sure everything's gonna be awesome, and I can't wait to see it. With that yeah, said, I gotta have them collaborators, man. But yeah, what's up? Uh, the uh, so uh, changes the subjects a little bit. Hmm? The uh, something really cool happened to me yesterday, man. And I kind yeah, of start talking about it a little bit before we start recording. But yeah. um, guys, get this right. I I was getting a new monitor because I got a new job, right? So oh uh, yeah, I I I'm um, still training up. Like I put in my two week notice at my old job. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I got a new job, and it's a lot more complicated um, than the current job I have. So um, I was like, okay, I need a monitor because my monitor is just tiny, and it's just stressful just to work with all this different stuff on a tiny thing. So I went and got one. But when I went into the computer shop, it was actually really cool um, because uh, I – dude, I cannot tell you how fucking happy this made me. It just it changed my it changed my whole day, man, probably my whole year. I walk in and I'm talking to the guy about monitors 
And um, I tell him I want something preferably 27 inches. Um, I want something 4K if possible. And I want to have a variety of input. So he finds one for me. He's hooking it up to test. Second hand shop. And, um, and so I look over in the corner and I just go, oh, hey, beautiful. And I walk <laughs> up to the absolute sexiest thing besides Tatiana I'd seen that day. And that was an old 1994 motherfucking Apple. Um, why am I slipping on the name? It's a 7100. It's a Power Mac 7160 from 1994. Complete set with a monitor, mouse, keyboard, whole nine yards. And um, and so you guys know I'm an Apple enthusiast. So like um, old computers are really cool. I mean, it's not like an Apple II or anything. But it is late enough to where it's GUI based, so you can actually like see what's going on on it instead of having to type everything like a Commodore sixty four or whatever. Anyway, long story short, I'm admiring it, uh, and uh, every sleazy every sleazy stereotype you can think of of a guy looking at a woman or another guy if that's what he's into. That's what I was doing to this computer. I was straight out giving it fuck me eyes, <laughs> and um, so I asked the guy. I was like, I was like, does this thing work? Like, is it operational? Because it's old. And he's like, yep, yeah, just needs a new hard, uh, needs a new OS. That's it. And I was like, really? How much? And uh, he was like, I just wanted to find a good home, man. That's all I want for it. And I said, well, I can probably help in that department. I'm a huge enthusiast. And I was like, you also didn't mention the price. <laughs> and he said, $20. I'll sell it to you right now for $20. And I, dude, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's done. Let's figure out the monitor situation. <laughs> that's cool. done. Just take it onto the monitor. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yesterday I um that happened yesterday and I bought it and I brought it home and it does work. It just needs the OS installed. So, um I ordered the OS on eBay and it'll be here in a few days, but yeah, I'm the proud owner of an Apple Power Mac 70 uh 7166, which is the first it's either the first or one of the first um, computers that Apple made after they moved over to PowerPC. Mm. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's classic. It's pre-Intel, uh, rainbow Apple logo, the whole nine yards, CRT monitor. It's like 10 <laughs> inches. It's a tiny monitor. It's, it's like that big. And um, I love it. I brought her home. Tatiana looked at it. She's like, she's like, Devin, that color, because it's, you know, the old age beige color. It's before yeah. Apple figured out the pleasures and awesomeness of aluminum or <laughs> alu aluminum for our British friends. Um, but it's um, it's beautiful and it's fucking awesome and it works. And dude, I cannot wait to install that OS and start fucking around with a classic 1994 Apple OS. I, I, I can't wait. I'm stoked. My new monitor, my new beautiful fucking 27 inch monitor fucking sat in the office while I figured this shit out with this computer. And if that says anything about my priorities, um, I'm just really happy. Um, I want to have a, I don't know if I ever told you, Zach, but one of my goals is to have a um, room in my house where mm -hmm. you can walk in and on one side is nothing but classic Apple computers. And on the other side is classic Windows PCs and stuff like Commodore 64s and something like stuff like that. And you can boot up any one of them at any time and play like uh, Windows 95. You can mess around with Windows 95 or 
Windows 98 or God forbid Windows Me. And then on the other hand, you got all the like Apple kind of iterations that they've had of OS 9 and 10, which is kind of really where computers got to where they are today is mm-hmm. OS 11 now, I think. But all right, that's my goal is to have like seriously like 30 computers all in a room and you can just plug it in and turn it on and you can relive your past, uh, have games that are for it. So I could sit down on a Windows 95 computer and play the Neverhood, for example, natively. Um, I really want to do that. And um, the good news is with the new job, that's actually kind of a possibility. <laughs> hey. It's kind of a possibility. Uh, it's, a, it's a sales job. And um, it's uh, if you, as long as you close, they ain't withholding the cheddar. So that's really cool and something I'm a fan of. Uh, of course, it's contingent on closing, but I think I'm all right. I think I do. Yeah, right. I mean, you generally do a pretty good job when it comes to that, especially at your last job even. So yeah, I'm not yeah. too worried about you on that. <laughs> Me neither. Um, but uh, yeah, so that is a goal and a dream of mine. And then another room, nothing but guitars. Just walk <laughs> in and just fucking pick one up. And you can go in and you're like, oh, my God, I'm in a Fender mood today. And you go and you pick up a USA made or a Mexican made Stratocaster. Get your little, get your little, you know, your Eric Clapton on. And then put that shit down. Jimi Hendrix, maybe. Put that shit down. Pick up fucking one of, like, BB King's Lucille, like, Epiphone semi-hollow bodies. Go to town. Like, I want all of it. Dimebag Daryl metal guitars, like, the whole nine. I'm 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 about to start building my dreams, Zach. I believe it. The only thing and that scares scares me is the idea that I'll accomplish all that and I'll spend ungodly amounts of money in order to make it happen, especially for those old Apple computers. Eh, and- I mean, look, I'm looking at it this way. You're talking to a person who current who recently ordered like who has a PlayStation Five, but who just ordered. Two PlayStation 1 games, a PlayStation 2 game, a Dreamcast game, and, like, one or two other FX, and is looking at probably going across town in order to get an Xbox original game. There there are things that you have that are new, shiny, and flashy, and you have things that inspire joy. Damn. All right. Wisdom. My man dropping wisdom today. That is true, though. That's why I boot up my old Super Nintendo every once in a while. Because it's like, it's I don't know. You just can't touch it. You just can't touch playing Mario uh, Mario Three on an original Super Nintendo. It's impossible. And I mean, you're talking to, and also you're talking to a person who, for the sake of being able to do his old ass shit, bought a HD a PSP to HD converter to play games on stream. Really? So yeah. Um. Actually, you got the blade thing right here. So I ended up, um, it was like $30. Got it's HDMI cable that connects to the, um, the, there's like on the PSP original or PSP 2000 or 3000 model specifically for that thing. Um, there is an insert for the headphone jack. And then there's also, uh, like a bit of electronics right there next to it. That plugs into that area, and you're able to um, run the wire to your television, go and do an output from there. Uh, if memory serves, the original ones that you couldn't manage to hook it up to a television with were component cables, and you used the USB cable from it. I might be wrong on that one, but I feel like it was a USB cable for those. Um, into the television, you played it on there that way. 
This way, I can play it on a high-definition screen and also plug it into my game capture so I'll be able to use it that way. Do I need to? Because I could probably just emulate the games that are available to me and also have the software in order to be able to pull them off of the system that I have in order to get it. Yeah, sure. Did I want to do that? No. It's If, if it's financially feasible and supply feasible, always go for the original stuff. Like, it's just a different vibe, guys, picking up a Game Boy Advance. Like, it's just a different vibe. And it's, it sucks, too. It's actually really, really shitty because back in the day, like, maybe 10 years ago, like, retro gaming stuff, like, they couldn't sell it for nothing. Like, it was, like, it it's was, like... so much easier. Yeah, it was, like, garbage on the side of the road. I had somebody sell me a GameCube with Smash Brothers Melee in it for 40 bucks, right? Complete, right? I bought I bought a fucking Super Nintendo at Goodwill for 40 bucks with <laughs> Zelda and the Mario games on it, right? Like, you still owe me a GameCube. <laughs> yeah i know right i've forgotten um i just suck at I stuff i owe everybody stuff via mail I, I gotta stop promising so much stuff via mail because i'm so shitty at sending it um with <laughs> that anyway. said, um these days though it's very hard to get a hold of it <sighs> it's so expensive and yeah and i just paid 40 of like damn near 40 dollars after after shipping for a dreamcast game yes yes it's expensive now <laughs> It's insane, dude. Um, and the thing is, is like with the gaming industry becoming such a behemoth, uh, it is the single most uh, profitable gaming, uh, excuse me, vertical in media, right? So movies mm-hmm. don't make as much as games. Uh, comics don't make as much as games. Gaming stands alone. And it's real fun to think about, too, because back in the day, like games were considered like a nerdy, dorky thing where you sat around eating Cheetos. Toys. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's turned into this thing, but I do I do think that it really speaks to like um, new stuff that's coming out and new things that people are doing, and nobody takes it seriously until it's fucking serious. I mean, mm-hmm. like YouTube is another one. Like people doing YouTube for a career, everybody's like, "That's fucking stupid." Go get a job, and then it turns out some of these cats, you know, make more money than God on YouTube. The problem is though, is saturation. Now everybody wants to be a YouTuber, right? Yeah. I mean, like, trust me, I'm like, as you were previously plugging earlier, I stream and that is a market where much like if I had gotten into it at the time that I started originally, which was, oh, God damn it, like over 10 years ago now, um, if I had really heavily invested myself into doing so, got a better computer, like been streaming since then, so on and so forth, I would be in a much better place than I am currently. But it wasn't feasible at the time, and your boy broke. He partnered poverty. So, like, um, it was just, like, impossible in order to really be able to do much of any of that type of stuff. But if I was in during that time, I would be pretty okay right now at, like, a base because I would have started when things really started kicking off. Now that I'm starting, like, a lot more at this point... We're in which we've we've far gone over to saturation point. Like it's everybody and their grandmother. The ease of being able to do streaming, the ability in order to get content, the ability in order to make content, things becoming significantly more user friendly in comparison to trying to use like early era Sony Vegas. Like being able to just pop on to a video streaming site and just hit the live button. 
and have everything just work instead of having to do some advanced mathematics in order to figure out if this shit is going to even start up. It is like significantly harder now in order to really like do much of anything in that field. Not impossible, just bit more difficult. Yeah, I mean, more competition is always a good thing, though. It means yeah. there's a variation and like the different kind of stuff you can consume, and you get to pick. You know, as as people mm-hmm. who are out there as consumers, uh, and believe me, attention is a currency. Um, as consumers, you get to pick and you benefit. But I think the main takeaway should be, as new technologies evolve, like right now. Okay, so we have uh, VR and metaverses. Metaverses are, uh, as far as the business world goes right now, a joke. Like, they're like, this is just the dumbest thing anybody's ever heard of. They're all fucking hating. But the thing is, is this going to be a joke until one day it's not a joke? Till one day somebody cracks the code. And when they do, suddenly it's going to become important and Wall Street's going to care. And then everybody and their mom is going to jump on it. So... Guys, be open to new stuff. Like, really be open to new stuff. And I say this as a guy who, like, TikTok, like, TikTok, the reason I don't like it is because I honestly feel like I'm too old for it. Like, it's really that simple. I don't have anything against the format. I just feel like I'm way too fucking old. Um, but uh, TikTok is, is already starting, and things are moving fast. TikTok is already, okay, I've explained before. I don't know if I've explained before on here. Maybe I have the social media kind of um, the life, the lifespan of a social media and how it works. But basically what happens is kids get on it. Then the parents follow them on it. Kids jump off of it to get away from their parents. Parents find new social media. They jump on it. Kids jump off of it to get away from their parents. And that's how it goes. So Facebook um, arguably had the longest one. Um it took parents a long time and grandparents a long time to get into Facebook, but now they are. And it's a fucking Republican fucking conservative hellhole <laughs> and kids no longer are on Facebook. And it's why when you guys saw the Facebook paper stuff that happened, um, it was really a huge concern of theirs was actually their rapidly, rapidly shrinking um, demographic and the younger people. And that's because their grandparents are on it. And so um, Instagram is, has been suffering from the same thing for a while. You guys, uh, if you look at the trend, you'll notice that as far as younger people go, the usage of Instagram has diminished uh, very respectably. It's not only that, but it's also safety. Um, The safety of young people online is becoming more of a focus, as it should be. And um, these companies who weren't paying attention to that and their pursuit of pure profit, um, they're kind of having to deal with the fallout from that. Because if you kids these days are smart, they're real smart. If they see like a, they see a social media or something like that, and it's got a lot of openings for um, bad actors to try to influence them, a lot of times they'll make the jump. They don't. Their parents don't even have to say anything to them. They'll just do it. Um, and that's amazing and beautiful. But now we got TikTok. So TikTok is the heir apparent to Instagram and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook are dying a long, slow death right now. TikTok is the heir apparent, but parents were much more fast to get onto it. Mm-hmm. And older people were much more fast to get onto it as well. And so what you're going to see is whatever is next, it's going to happen a lot faster. And TikTok is going to burn out a lot faster, in my opinion. Um, 
because the thing is, is I remember when my parents first got on Facebook and every single time I put a post on there, because I've been on Facebook since it started. Um, every time I put a post on there, my mom would call me and she'd be like, Devin, why are you saying that kind of stuff on Facebook? And I'm like, because I'm an angry 23 year old soldier and I don't got anything better to do except drink and fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on now. Work with me. I would think these things are obvious, but um, I actually that's one of the things that drove me away from Facebook because I used to be one of those guys. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm better than anybody. I used to be one of those motherfuckers vague booking. I did it. All right. I'm not cooler than you. I fucking did it. All right. All that shit, man. Um, spilling my guts, getting drunk and fucking putting shit about people that hurt me. I deleted the fuck out of that account. Um, <laughs> my account now has barely anything on it because I don't barely use it. But what happened was I put something on Facebook and my mom called me flipping. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck Facebook. Because the thing is, is uh, now if you block your parents on Facebook, they know and they're pissed. Right. And so now my mom will call me all the time. And she's like, Devin, so uh, I posted all these pictures and this person, they only like certain pictures or they they only like certain things. And I'm like, mom, it's all fucking imaginary. Like, you know, but I will say that I had to. It took me a very long time to figure that out. When me and Tatiana started dating, I didn't consider us official until our relationship status on Facebook was changed. You were one of those. I was. I was. I cannot sit here and criticize without being direct. Like, yes, I was one of those. Absolutely. And um, the uh, and so when she finally agreed to change it, like I was like, okay, we're on. It's happening. The game's on, people. The game is on. And it was one of my <laughs> proudest moments when I changed my relationship status to married. You know what I mean? And tagged her on it. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I'm not saying it's a complete evil. But um, I don't know what the next social media is. And the thing is, is I'm not supposed to know. Right? I'm 35 going on 36. Like, it's the, the, the younger generation is supposed to know what that is. And, um... I think we'll see how that plays out over time. But um, anyway, point being, uh, social validation is not that important, guys. You know what's important? You guys really out there, you know what's important? The people in your life that you care about. And it could be people that you only talk to online. Me and Ghost haven't seen each other in person in years. Yep. Right? Um, it could be people that live down the street from you, like my friend Jay. Like... It could be there's a lot of different people it can be. But the truth is, is that um, those are the people that matter. Nobody else does. And for fucking sure, some celebrity doesn't fucking matter in the grand scheme of things. You know, with Twitter and all that good shit. Now you can talk to celebrities. I talked to Doug Cockle a while back and that was really neat. He was super cool. Listen, Doug, if you listen to this, thank you for being so nice. But what if Doug was an asshole to me? Right. What does that matter? MC Chris has been an asshole to me online before, and I'm still wearing his T-shirt. It's all imaginary. <laughs> if I walk up to him in a show right now, he wouldn't fucking even know who I was. You know what I mean? It's all imaginary, guys. Um, uh, with that said, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think going into this job and stuff, I'm like really hyper-focused on trying to figure out actually what does make me happy and what matters to me. And um. 
I'll tell you what matters to me, Zach, that you might find this surprising. Um, using a pump action shotgun and killing demons in hell matters to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the important shit. All right. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, trust me, I am as much of a fan of Doom Marine as anybody else. So, yeah. <laughs> Doom Slayer. No, the, um, <laughs> I got guys, I, I randomly, I wanted to play a video game one day and, um, I was, uh, I was sitting there and I noticed I had Doom installed, uh, the original 1993 Doom. And, um, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna boot it up. I haven't played Doom in a long time. I was, I was a Duke Nukem kid, you know, which ripped Doom off so fucking hard that it's unbelievable actually. And, um, the, uh, I didn't know that until now. Oh. But, <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of the same sound effects and everything. Anyway, long story short, I booted it up and just fell in love. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so straightforward. I just got to find this key and kill everything I see. That's all I got to do. They're not asking me to, like, make these life-changing decisions. They're not asking me to determine the fate of entire settlements. They're just asking me to kill every fucking demon I see. And I like doing that. So I've been playing mm -hmm. Hell of Doom. You are deciding the fate of a settlement. It's just a settlement happens to be demons, and they decided to come into the wrong place, and they killed your fucking rabbit. That's exactly right. Like, listen, if demons want peace, and this applies to angels as well, I think far too many, far too few media properties focus on angels, okay? Except for Diablo. Diablo touches on that. But everybody else... Bayonetta. <laughs> Oh, I actually have never played Bayonetta. Um, Bayonetta 1, you're fighting against angels. Bayonetta 2, angels and demons. Bayonetta 3, we're not talking about that. Yeah, let's let's just move on from that. I will say this. Was it canonical angels and demons? Like uh, like Gabriel and all that stuff? Or? Uh, kinda. Um, most of the time, they're underlings more than anything else. And leaning closer to the Thousand Eyes square, like... That type of angel compared to, yeah. The literal biblical interpretation angels. Yeah. The, um, and then, so here's what happened. I'm playing Doom, and on console on Xbox, because I have the Game Pass version, it has mods that you can actually use with it, which is a lot of fun. But the thing is, is that it's only got like 10 mods or whatever, which is a lot, but the amount of Doom mods is endless. So I got on my computer and I was like, okay, let's explore the world of Doom mods on my computer on my PC. <laughs> and bro, I can't even play the console one anymore. I burnt yeah. out on it like four days because I found Brutal Doom mm -hmm. and it changed That's everything. That's the one. That's it the changed one. It will, everything. It will like, I tried playing Doom on um, console a little bit ago because I have all of them since I got um, one of the Doom collections. And it was like, yeah, this is fun and all, but this isn't brutal. Dude. It's not brutal. Guys, I don't even know how they did it. I, I think modern first day shoot, uh, first person shooters don't really even do it as well as Brutal Doom does. And that's a fan mod. Like the weapons, like when you shoot a, a shotgun, it's got like, I'm behind it. Like it like mm -hmm. fucking like it's and you're playing with a mouse. It's on a computer. So it's not like you got the haptic feedback of a controller. And it's got umph, and they're like the whole screen like shakes for a second, and then you just blow that demon straight the fuck across the room, just like what would happen if you shot somebody with a real honest to god combat shotgun. 
Guys, oh my god, Brutal Doom just fucking, it just ruined it for me. But then <laughs> I started getting into the deep and dark stuff. I started getting into Mario Doom, and I started getting into, there's one called Sheep Doom or something, where you're, you're like in this cutesy world and everything's like pastel, and then you roll it, but then you put Brutal Doom on top of it, and you blow <laughs> everybody to hell, right? But, um, and then you're like, you're like, recharges like coffee and shit like that, it's super cool. The one I got to play, though, is, of course, it goes without saying, I got to play Chex Quest with Brutal Doom on. I yeah, fucking <laughs> Chex Quest. <laughs> Sorp them to hell! Um, the, uh, but yeah, so I've been, like, really loving it. But what I did do was install Doom 2016 on my console. Um, and I was actually playing that before we started recording. And uh, that's a lot of fun. But I don't know, oh, yeah. I've heard the classic Doom, like, honestly, with Brutal Doom on it. Um, um, my thing when it comes to like the newer dooms is that so Doom 2016, you can kind of just do whatever, but at the same time, you can get away with just running around with a singular gun most of that game, and it's perfectly fine. Um, Doom Eternal actually requires you in order to use different weapons because there are some that are more effective at killing than others. Um, the only issue that comes into that is there are some times from which like I have to use this gun in order to take out this particular enemy with this in this particular fashion where it was like it can feel a little like passe, but you're doing it so quickly that it kind of covers for it. That also said, you can go into an original Doom and just kill demons with whatever fucking weapon you want. If you want to do a full pistol run, which I don't know why you would want to, but go for it. Go forth and rock, my guy. Um, and if you're looking for more hey, games that fat. Hmm? Hey, Tatiana, I'm recording Beetlecast. You're on speaker. What's up? Oh, hey. I was just talking to him earlier. Yeah, he told me. He uh, told me he's working on some merch. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, I, I'll call you back as soon as we're done recording. We should be done pretty shortly. Okay, um, I just wanted to see like what you wanted to do for dinner because I'm just now leaving work. Are you going to stop by the store? I can, or I can stop by somewhere. Oh, like can just like, get some food? Yeah, because I was kind of thinking since we didn't really get to get it on the weekend, but it's really up to what you want to do. Uh, Yeah, that's fine with me as long as you give me one of those lemonade drinks. Yeah, um, just text me what you want and I will head there. Okay, sounds good. Love you. Okay, love you too. Bye. Bye. Listen, dude, I don't, I don't know. I do, dude. I, I'm anti like a motherfucker, but she, um, she likes it. And I'm gonna say sometimes people have cravings for certain things, but also what's going to be hilarious is I'm looking forward to the edit on this one where you just end up bleeping out a restaurant name multiple times. <laughs> I should. I really. You know what? I'm gonna. That's what exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, but uh, like leave yeah, the call in there, just bleep out. Hmm? <laughs> That's actually a funny idea. Okay, I like it. I'm gonna do that. All right, but continue, please. You were talking about games similar to him. Uh, but um, like there's a lot of games that are okay. So there's this whole modern genre now of what's known as boomer shooters, which um, not quite as boomer as you would think, but internet boomer in the sense of like our age, essentially. Um, okay. like Ion, was it? Um, God, I cannot. Ion Fury 
is one that is very similar to like your Duke Nukem's and your um to the point where in which uh, they actually it was originally called Iron Fury, but they got sued by Iron Maiden. No, it was originally called Iron Maiden in order to get away from it from like obviously the band, but then they got sued and they had to change it, so it got turned into Ion I O N Fury. Um, really good, really good shooter. Um, very as I said, very similar to like Duke Nukem and the and that era of shooter. Even made in the build engine, just with wildly new tech that they can manage to do in it. So if you if you're used to Duke Nukem, that's definitely one to play. Nightmare Reaper, which is a uh, boomer shooter roguelike, which is um very handles very good, has wild like advantages you can get for it. You want to talk about a um, powerful shotgun? There's like a quad shotgun in that bitch that you can actually upgrade to being basically an eight shot that will swing that will send you flying backwards but god help anything that's on the other side of that fucking barrel <laughs> that's when motherfuckers um, get reduced back to their fucking they get reduced reduced back to their carbon footprint essentially <laughs> they, they they congratulations you just turned into atoms <laughs> um and their dust was another one that is very much in that same vein there's a lot of like modern day boomer shooters quote unquote that are really really worthwhile and really really good to play and they're fun ultra kill is a little it has like a newer aesthetic but goes for an older gameplay feel and also you can now hook up your sex toy to it well that's what's important <laughs> but plug that io cross ultra kill god bless Buttplug.io. Oh my god. Alright, guys. Me being a fucking me being a boring ass almost boomer. I'm a I'm a millennial, but still. Being a being an old ass guy, I miss out on all the fun stuff. Buttplug.io, like Yep, it shit. is integration. Is it, I'm assuming is... I'm assuming it's for like streaming or whatever. Like if you're like streaming playing a game or whatever, you can have your you have your friends like you, your fans donate coins whatever currency they have and then fucking your butt plug goes off right that one's a little different but you have the you have the spirit so buttplug.io is a plugin to a bunch of different games that will react to what you're doing in the game with your sex toy and then also there are other services that will allow you in order to be able to pay those coins in order to then be able to have uh, any type of sex toy do rumbles and stuff like that I have had to deal with a lot of this because of other like management that I'm doing. So I've I'm learned I've learned many a things. And also there's gonna be some SDK works that's gonna to have to go on for some shit. But regardless, yeah, um that it, you have the right idea. And then also there are people who are using Aether Sense for fucking Final Fantasy fourteen and getting their jimmies off in which they're doing raids, which that just seems like counterproductive to a small extent. Like, you're having to remember multiple stages of a particular fight while trying to fight off an orgasm at the same time? All right, you are braver than I. <laughs> I actually, I'm with you. Wife, wife, um, she occasionally, she'll be like, hey, Devin, you're doing this thing, like you're playing a video game or something. I should, you know, do things to you while you do it, you know? And I'm like, while that sounds nice, 
I really would like to actually be able to focus on the video game. I'm trying to win. <laughs> I can't blame you. Like, it, it's definitely one of the things for which, like, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm sure there's someone who is playing a game while have, being connected to an auto blow. But, um, I don't under, I, like, I'd imagine that your aim is going to be all over the place. Otherwise, you have a steel will and an iron, like, genitals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? She even said, "Like, hey, Devin, you should get on a sales call and let me let me go to town." And, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let me let me let me picture this in my head. Hey, how are you doing today? My 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 name is, De- <laughs> and I'm here to tell you about snow. Slow the fuck down, Jesus. Well, steady wins the race. <laughs> The no, I wasn't talking to you. I, was, I wasn't talking to you. Um, I just uh, ha- this is the voices in my head. All right, this is the voice that not so tight. Jesus, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? No teeth, no teeth. Fucking, um, <laughs> <laughs> but motherfucking, uh, yeah. So yeah, but to to bring it back a little bit. Fucking, they're doing integration with that, and it was, they announced this shit, and it was easily one of the more entertaining small announcements that popped up last year, at the end, at the tail end of last year, and the reaction was mixed, but the game itself is fucking great. Well, um, so everybody now knows what Zach wants for Christmas, alright, so start saving your internet coins. And no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. If I'm going to go through the effort of trying to get someone in order to buy one of them bitches for me, they are going to have to go through an affiliate link where in which I'm going to end up profiting off of this twice. Okay, well, uh, affiliate links will be eventually in the uh, show notes. <coughs> and uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and fill out an account. Like, it's not that big of a thing. <laughs> You think I'm fucking with you. I definitely can. I just got to click a couple buttons. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to get you to start your OnlyFans for ages. Now OnlyFans is irrelevant. Nobody uses it anymore. No, that's because I'm not on the family. Do they got better terms? I don't know. I'm not yeah, up on these. They have better terms of service. You don't, like, they, they have a couple weird things when it comes to streaming games on there and shit. But yeah, for the most part, they have better no, they're trying not to get sued for copyright. That's that's the reason. No, yeah. it's more so that they don't like any. Like you can have sex games on there, but you can't have any games with like or anything. So like God of War stuff that is out. So if you want to do a run on that, like you're out. But you can have someone getting a raw dog from behind, like upside down, while be having a train ride. Tris, Tris, Jennifer. Um, so awkward. That's that's I, I you know that's actually the opposite of kind of standard taboo right. in our culture, right? Normally it's like you can put violence anywhere you want, but the moment a nipple comes out, boy, you better fucking yeah, you rated R R R. Yeah, like it's like fucking, it's it's kind of funny, like guys, like uh, I I watched Beetlejuice recently. Um, uh, I've seen it a million times, but I watched it again. And the thing that always strikes me as interesting about old movies like that is like PG-13 PG movies is they let them get away with a lot more back in the day. And like, uh, like fucking Michael Keaton straight up says fuck in Beetlejuice. 
right? He's like, that's a nice fucking dress or whatever he says. And he honks his cock like and it mm-hmm. makes a honking sound like, dude, like rated R movie today. That'd be right. Beatles used to be straight up rated R today. OK, it's <laughs> like, really weird because there's this like weird inflection point uh, like where in which there's like some shit that you can get away with now that you couldn't get away with then because of like, especially language. For example, generally speaking nowadays, you can get away with at least one fuck inside of a PG or PG 13 rated film. And you, and it's fine. You can get away with saying shit or hell all, all the time in those. But back in, but a lot of times in the nineties, if you said shit inside of a film, like once that was automatically an R rating. It's really, it's a really weird point. Where with some things are and some things aren't, but also that happens a lot of a lot more video games now. Because if you said fucking a video game one fucking time, your game was automatically M. But now you can get a T rating and like get away with it like once or twice and you're fine, you're good. <laughs> but it's it's really in, it's just a very interesting like point that changed over time. For what is acceptable, and also I'm going to partially blame South Park on that one. <laughs> oh, because the episode where they said shit like, like mm-hmm. 123 times or whatever. Yeah, they. Um, <clears throat> so here's my opinion on this. For anybody who cares, uh, make sure to uh, leave me some social validation somewhere if you care. I guess. Um, here's the deal. How about we just stop with taboos in general, right? So um, obviously some stuff should be taboo. That's I'm not talking about like, you know, like the heart, like the real stuff, like bestiality. Where that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is cussing. Is it's long past time that we just accept the fact that people have filthy fucking mouths. Fucking deal with it. And the sex thing, sex happens. It happens, and deal with it. That we are as a humanity, we just hit eight billion people. We are expanding at an exponential rate. Little Susie is eventually going to figure this shit out, okay? Stop with the fucking taboos, okay? Now, I'm not saying that five-year-olds should be watching porno. I'm just saying, although a lot of them, they have an iPad, probably are, just saying. You know, yeah, they ran into them on YouTube one way or another. Or, like, right. Elsa being pregnant and then birthing, like, Spider-Man or some shit. Yeah, it's, it's a weird world out there. Um, but the thing is, is I am saying that maybe, like, Trying to like determine the exact amount of fucks needed to make a movie R, or the exact amount of boobs you need in order to make a movie R, um, like a Titanic. Titanic had boobs in it. It had Bush in it, and I think that movie was PG thirteen, right? Um, but it wasn't Kate just, Bush. But it was Bush. It, it was. It was definitely. It wasn't George Bush either. Um, w or senior. Um, <laughs> with that said. That was so fucking stupid. I'm so sorry, guys. You're never this time you're spending listening to Beetlecast, you're never gonna get back. Uh so I do apologize. We um, appreciate being we, here. Thank you very much. <laughs> we do, we do. We're sorry and we're thank we thankful for you. Um, but the I, I just think just get rid of it. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. You know, like it the moment people started handing their kids iPhones, the whole fucking like, why not just say fuck it to these pseudo-Christian ideals? Like None of us even know why they're being upheld in you. Although the new frontier is actually homosexuality in movies. Um, and now it's kind of like, okay, you can have cussing. 
You can have all this other stuff, but gay people really trigger people and fuck shit up. And uh, they get really mad about that. It's like, all right, I shouldn't have to see those fucking gay people be gay. It's like, dude. Weird. What? The final frontier. These are the, the adventures of the... <laughs> the final front queer. Um, yeah, the... <laughs> It's just, it's all stupid. And the thing is, is, okay, and then in 10 years, that's going to be normalized. Yeah. Right? And then, and then it's like, okay, like, why even worry about it? Why even think about it? Why even get mad about it? You know, like, what, you know what pisses me off? And we're going to get out of here and do our shout outs after this. I just want to say this. You know the thing that pisses me off in movies? Mm -hmm. The thing that really gets my motor going and just, like, pisses me off and makes me angry? When dogs die. Okay. That is a Fair. taboo that should never go away. Stop <laughs> killing dogs in movies. Okay? <sighs> Adults, kill them. Families, kill them. Children, kill them. Fucking sentient dolls that for some reason have demons infesting them and never explain how that works. Annabelle, kill them. Dogs, don't kill them. Dogs, cats, pets, so pretty much generally any variety. If a cat, if a cat gets injured, I think maybe PG PG thirteen. But if it dies, like Boondock Saints, then it's then it's R. You know, um, yeah. but dogs just should be completely banned from dying. It's completely banned, guys. Get with me, okay? Let's <laughs> let's let's form a new taboo. Let's have fucking conservative and fucking tr easily triggered people on both sides of the aisle. Really, um, let's have them all get mad and start up. And it's it's, it's oh my god, dude. I just fixed America's political problem. We can all agree that dogs shouldn't die in movies. Some of us think sex is okay. Some of us think language is okay. Some of us think that movies should fucking tell us all about Jesus, no matter what it's about. Okay? We all disagree. And that's fine. But we all agree that dogs should not die in movies. And if Jesus you don't... Hit that dog. Jesus if you don't... Execute that dog. <laughs> you're fucking canceled... If you don't agree with me, you're a bad person. You're Hitler, okay? If you don't agree with me, you're the worst person ever. Get off my mm. fucking podcast and go, <laughs> I don't know, go do whatever Hitler's Go doing. do something to make your life better. Exactly. I'm, of course, being, I'm, of course, exaggerating, guys, of course. It's just stupid. I, I think it's stupid anything in media. There is there is justifiable outrage sometimes, um, but it's very rare. It's incredibly yeah. rare that it's justifiable. Like um, you like you think about like um, because some movies like their point is to get a point across. Like uh, take a movie like American History X. American History X had some fearsome, terrible, terrible imagery in it, and but it was trying to make a point. You know, and you had the Netflix things with the, the dancer girls in it. I did not see it. Um, I didn't watch it just because as a 35 year old man, I'm very hyper aware of, um, I, you know, anything that somebody might see on mm -hmm. my Netflix playlist to be like. Um, so uh, why, why are you over there watching Cuties, my guy? <laughs> right. Why, why are you doing that? Well, it's because it was on the Internet and people were talking about it. Well, yeah, you were on Beetlecast talking about, you know, pay attention to the Internet. Which way is it, Devin? Which way is it? Hope. Uh, um, humans are, nat are naturally hypocritical, so uh, fuck off. I know that's the <laughs> truth. I know that's 100% the truth. But I, I believe that they were trying to make a point, too, although I did not see it, so I cannot talk about it really too much. All I'm saying is that you got, like, 
you know, that's another thing. We can't even get into it on this episode, but manufactured, intentionally manufactured outrage. And what you're seeing is you're seeing people jump from problem to problem to problem to problem. Like um, Lizzo. Lizzo is a great example. She recently said in a tweet that um, that canceling people and um, and being offended over uh, stuff like that is cultural appropriation. Now, that in and of itself is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But you got to think what she's saying is that if you take the focus away from the issues that matter. Right. So, for example, the fact that um, black people are still getting killed by cops every single day uh, at an at a exponential rate to white people. That matters. Right. Or the fact that trans people are getting bullied to death and killing themselves at a crazy rate. Right. Mm-hmm because there's a lot of uh, lack of education surrounding it. Or when COVID happened and Asian people were getting um, treated like shit because fucking Donald Trump decided to call it Kung Flu on national TV. Those are real issues. And what Lizzo is trying to say horribly, um, because she just didn't say, in my opinion, say it correctly, even though she's usually very well-spoken, is that like if you're mad at every single little thing that Twitter tells you she should be mad at, then you're like the boy who cried wolf, essentially. And then these real issues that are ongoing that need to be fixed never get fixed because it's just like, oh, well, you're mad at whatever's fashionable that week. And I remember when I realized it, I was on Facebook and um, something had just happened. Some like director, maybe like the J.J. Abrams or was it J.J. Abrams? The director of Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that J.J. Abrams? Uh, Peter Gunn. Yeah, Peter. Okay, so James Gunn. James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah. Wrong. wrong James Gunn. Yeah. He had said um, some stuff on Twitter when, before he got famous and a lot of people were mad about it. And it was this whole thing. And everybody's posting this stuff like, I boycott Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. Disney's firing James Gunn. All this stuff happens. And then, but then three days later, I log on and something else had happened. Now everybody's mm-hmm. mad about that. James Gunn completely forgotten, by the way, gets brought back in because what people say on Twitter really should not count as gospel is... He he went on to make Peacemaker, which is, in my opinion, one of the best superhero media properties ever created. And um, the, and and I just realized. And so I used to get back on Facebook and I would say before I just cut the cord and deleted Facebook from my phone, the profile is still up there. You guys can still find it if you want to. I don't know why you would. But um, it's only there because my mom wants like access to my old pictures and stuff like that. Anyway, point being is I would get on and say, all right, what am I going to be mad about today? Because it's manufactured. It's manufactured. It's fake. You do not have to be mad about every single injustice that happens. You need to be mad about the ones that matter. Okay? And pick your fights and pick them well. All right? That's all I'm saying. Um, And, I mean, I'm subject to, too, like, but I, I pick my fights. J.K. Rowling. I do not want to support her in any way. Do I want the new Harry Potter game? With all of my heart, but I refuse to contribute to her sales. I'm going to get it fucking secondhand. When it gets when it works its way into pawn shops and stuff like that. Like, that is one fight. And that's already a lot of energy that I don't have to give to my Asian homies, my black homies, and my trans homies. Because I'm already mad at J.K. Rowling. We can only do so much in our lifetimes. Um, and not everybody has a podcast so they can sit there and talk about these issues in depth, often with the people affected by it. So uh, start one. 
podcasts are oversaturated. We need more. Let's do it. Everybody, everybody <laughs> listening, start a podcast. Everybody listening, start a podcast time. right now. But at the I'm same not, time, not... still continue listening to us because yeah, yeah, fuck. you need inspiration. You need inspiration, and you need to be reminded of what to be happy about next. That is what we're going to do on Beetlecast. We're gonna we're gonna focus on the social stuff, and it's important. But we're also going to talk about what to be happy about. So, um, I'm going to tell you right now that I haven't read the news, so I don't know of anything cool happening in the world. So I don't have anything. I'll have something next week, but. I'm sure something dope happened. Uh, if you want to be happy about something, be happy that Pope got a new job and that he found an old classic computer. And that makes me happy. And the happier I am, the more content I create, the more content I create, the more time you spend listening to me. If that's a good thing or a bad thing is personally definable. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I made this like big proclamation and realized I didn't have any way to back it up. Um <laughs> Because I can talk about shit that's pissing me off all day. Um, but I stopped reading the news for that reason. Um, you know what? I, uh, one last thought. I know we're running late, but we, we don't record that often. Whatever. So maybe it's better to just let it run, right? You know what's pissing Much. me off? Britney Spears hasn't gotten fully naked yet. What the fuck, <laughs> Britney? She's all up on Instagram. Titties out. Fucking hip tattoos. Girl, please. I grew up when you were in your prime, okay? Like, I've been waiting a long time. Please. Please, Brittany. Please, girl. Okay? I know you're married. He's okay with it, I promise. I mean, he should be. I, You know, honestly, I can't say that. That's That's unfair. That's unfair. Not everybody. Zachary might he might meet Mrs. Ghostbody and be completely not down with her, like, you know, being sexy out in public. Um, me, I, Tatiana, she posts in Spicy pretty frequently and she always asks me. Say, and I'm always like, yeah, of course. Yeah, have fun. Say, Excuse me, the fuck? All, all that means is that I'm that you're the one that's coming home to me at the end of the fucking day. I don't give a fuck otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, I think, the right way to think about it. But um, when I was younger, once again, I have to call myself out on things. When mm -hmm. I was younger, I was an incredibly jealous person. <laughs> um, I, I had a really serious inferiority complex, and I still do now, but just for different reasons. And um, and so I understand people not wanting, you know, all that, you know, stuff all over the place. I definitely don't think every woman out there or every man should go out there and start fansleys or whatever. Um, it's not for everybody. Yeah, but definitely. With that said, Britney Spears should. Because I asked nicely. Isn't that how being a good guy works? I, I, I might be incorrect here. I'm not sure. Isn't it like, isn't it like, isn't that how dating works? Like you, you ask a woman really nicely and then she just does whatever you say because that's how it works. I'm, I might be mistaken. I haven't been dated. I haven't dated in 10 years. So maybe I'm crazy. On the next episode of Devin is a fucking incel. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, just for the sake of legal, the man is being facetious <laughs> totally over here. Totally kidding. Totally He's joking. entirely being facetious when it comes to that bit. No means Please no, kids. Don't, no don't means take him no. seriously. For the segment that just happened, but that last statement, yeah, that's perfectly fine. That's 100% legitimate. Ugh. <laughs> 
No means no so hard. Like, just get it through your thick fucking skulls. Or someone will bash it in for you. But you know All what? Right. Britney, Britney Spears has not said no, and therefore that means there's a chance. So you're saying... So you're saying there's a chance. Yes. Anyway. All right, Pub, what what shout-outs you got? (laughs) Uh, Duh. I'm going to give a shout-out to Britney Spears. Um, Holla at your boy. But, you know, make sure to talk to my wife first. You know, we have rules. (laughs) Okay, just saying. All right. Everybody who gets to me goes through her first, okay? That's just how it works. She's kind of like my sexy publicist. Um, <laughs> Brit, have your people talk to my people, okay? Um, and as far as uh, like kind of real shout outs, um, I would like to give a shout out to um, to uh, the Macabre Masters crew. Um, we've been really consistent recently, and that's after like three months off because of Beth being in school and Nick having a lot of drama with his work and stuff. So, um, we've been really consistent. I'm really proud of them. And I'm really happy about that. Um, you know, I don't try to sit here and plug stuff on on Beetlecast. You know, it's not my style. But uh, unless it's Twitch.tv slash GhostBuddy, of course. But um, I will say that I am proud of them. So um, shout out to Nick and Beth. And uh, shout out to that guy for selling me that computer. That was fucking awesome. Uh, it really was. All right. What's your shout outs, Ghost? Uh, shout out to the entirety of the NPC Collective because uh, that content, that concert was fucking great. Idea like gave probably one of the most emotional, emotionally packed like performances um, ever based around anything involving Kingdom Hearts whatsoever. Um, let's see, uh, substantial giving the shout out to Nujibis before performing one of the songs he did with them, and um, the entire group honestly just did an absolutely amazing job and. Like they deserved way more people inside of that uh, inside of that ballroom. But they got even if like hip hop isn't necessarily everybody's jam. Um, from there, um, that was the bell for helping me get the fucking magfest. Um, and other than that, uh, that's pretty much it for me. Shout out to Hobson. He wasn't mentioned in this entire conversation, but I really like Hobson. <laughs> Shout out. What's up? Hobson, don't make a fansly, please. All right, with that said, all right, guys, thank you for listening to this extended episode of Beetlecast. Um, we hope that you are having a wonderful Martin Luther King Day, uh, hopefully an awesome year, and um, we will see you on the next episode. But until then, stay beautiful, perfect, and amazing. Be awesome, and uh, we'll catch you later. Peace out. Laters. That's game. <laughs> you don't say it, I'm going to steal it. It's mine now. That's game. Uh-huh. I don't even play games. I don't even play Twitch. I don't do any of that. I'm like, I'm like, guys, that's game. I'm playing Chrono Trigger. That's game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> hey, dude, that, that's, uh, that, um, that song when the cat, uh, the cat robot in the beginning, Chrono Trigger, that shit's a straight up bop, dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, there, there's there's a lot of, like, 16-bit music that's just like, how the fuck did you guys manage to do? There's 16 and 32. There's a lot of those where it's like, how the fuck did you manage to get this done on the fucking MIDI? They they, they did it. They did it well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay, so I'm going to stop this recording. <laughs>